Anyway, it seems like we have a bunch of Vikings fans on our uh, our side. I think only two people guessed that the Packers were going to win. But we don't have a winner because nobody guessed 43 to 34. Or what are we calling this? The Buffalo Community Podcast Vikings. Progressive. Vikings giveaway? Yes. Well, week one, nobody won, so. Turns $40 next week. Absolutely. And they play the Colts on Sunday, September 20th at noon. So be sure to get your guests in via Facebook Messenger prior to kickoff. Yep. To be entered in. And if you guess correctly, the winner and the final score, uh, you'll win a $40 or two $20 gift cards. Yep. Uh, compliments of the Buffalo Community Podcast. Or $140. Yeah. Or $140. Or maybe four tens. I don't know. Maybe uh, eight fives. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Lots I don't of know. options. I don't even yeah. know if those exist. Right. But anyway, let's uh, let's get ready for our next guest. Yep. Well, we're here for episode 30 of the Buffalo Community Podcast. We've got a really fun one uh, uh, for you guys today. But before that gets started... Kind of hit really hard. This is the Buffalo Community Podcast, all about the greatest small town in the USA, the people in it, and how it all works together. Here are your hosts, Tyler Reese and Mark Benzer. I was so looking forward to the intro and just do my head, head, yeah, head bop. We're gonna zoom in and for like one (laughs) minute, just right, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to experience that. I've been watching you. Good. I've been watching you on Facebook. It's fun to watch this. I th- how is the community? Oh, I'm not the interviewer, though, am I? Well, you can if you want. Yeah. You know, this is about the people in it and how it works together. You know, right. we might be the hosts, but go ahead. Yeah. What yeah. did you want to ask us? Can I introduce you first? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> so we got uh, with us today um, owner of Abundant Kitchen. Wife to Travis, mom to Christian and Liam, uh, cooking extraordinaire, Becky Melvy. So, what's up, guys? Thanks for ha- thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for having us in <laughs> here today. Thanks, for, thanks today. for coming in. Um, no, but I'm really excited about this one because this is kind of a kind of something I get excited about. I can kind of get lost in your store and. Um, why don't you, though, take us back to, I know Roots are in Litchfield, correct, if I remember correctly? Yes. So uh, let's go back to Litchfield and bring us up here to today. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You were my first Google review, so good job on oh, nice. doing technology the right way. I remember you wrote something very nice when we first opened, when you w- worked right next to our yeah. our shop back right. in 2000. And 17 we've been open for three years now okay do you remember that i do remember that yep yeah that was when i committed to doing more google reviews i figured the best way to get google reviews is to give google reviews so anyway let's go back to litchfield (laughs) and let's bring us current here to today (laughs) yeah so i graduated class of 99 in litchfield oh my god another 99 99 what's up yeah wait what, what what is he I know you're 99. But about oh, 80% of our, our uh, guests have been class of 99. Yeah. Good year. Yeah. Great year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good vintage. Great year. Yeah. 
So graduated class of 99 in Litchfield, went to SESU, thought that I needed a business degree. My parents don't have college degree, so I was like, I'm going to get that college degree. Mm-hmm. And got an international business degree, studied in Germany, studied wow. in Spain, had a massive wanderlust, wanted to travel, 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 you know, get away from where I was from, Darwin, town of 130 people. And sure. Go see... The ball of twine. Yes, the ball of twine. The world famous Darwin. <laughs> yeah. The world's largest ball of twine is where my parents live currently. And, and yes, that's very exciting. Yeah. Part of my history. <laughs> so uh, left the ball of twine to go see the world. Um, got a job out of, of college doing sales, working for a transportation company in Egan. Very exciting. Um, then, then what else? I mean, the, the path goes, it zigs and zags. Right. Then what else happens? So many things. I, I met Travis, my husband. We got married in, um, oh four, oh three. Okay. Yep. Is he, is he also from Darwin? Travis is from Dassel Cocado. Okay. Just on highway 12. He probably wouldn't want me to mention what class he's from sure we don't have to <laughs> no yeah we he he um we he was in the cowboys and sneakers band and i would go and listen to him play yeah and we met on a blind date and over crab legs at the place in clearwater that's now in the ground so sad mm. Over on the Clearwater in Annandale. Anyway, so yeah, we got married. We now have two kids. We moved to Buffalo in 2000 and dates. Dates. 2000 and dates. Nice. <laughs> yeah. we, I dated by how old my oldest son is, Christian. So he's oh, sure. 13. So we've lived here for, he's almost 13. We've lived here. We moved here when I was seven months pregnant with Christian. We wanted a small town feel similar to how Travis had grown mm-hmm. up in Dassel and I'd grown up in Darwin, but we wanted the amenities of, you know, the Target and the, sure. and, and the shopping and to be able to just get into the city if we needed to. So that was, that was why we chose Buffalo because it had that small town feel, the community feel, mm-hmm. and the amenities. And so in 13, 2013, would that be? No, when Christian was 13. So 2007-ish. Oh, seven. Perfect. Thank you, Perfect. Tyler. That's all right. Dates. You'll keep me on track, <laughs> yeah. please. Thank you. So moved to Buffalo, 07. Uh, you were at a transportation company, but at some point you got more interested in not doing the transportation thing and into cooking and maybe being formally trained. Right. Yes. There was um, a food co-op that was trying to start in Buffalo, the local Roots Food Co-op. That was about five years ago, six years ago now, I got on the board, started writing some blog posts, doing some cooking classes, started working for Buffalo Community Education, teaching classes there, did, um, actually got called by the Food Network to do a, um, to go through the process of casting for a, for a a competition food network show. And so it really got the wheels moving like, hey, I should probably do something in the food industry. I like to um, entertain. I like to have everyone over for Thanksgiving. I'm always the person bringing cookies to the neighbors. Mm -hmm. I've always loved to be in the kitchen. 
when I was young, I did play. I played restaurant. That was yeah. my set up the stuff. Play restaurant. Sure. <laughs> well, Deal with angry customers in your imaginary restaurant. No, it was no. just my <laughs> they parents. They were all thrilled. Yeah. Would you like chicken in a basket yeah. or or right. cheeses? But Dad, you're not eating it. Dad, eat it. Right. Dad, eat it. <laughs> eat it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> So then after that Food Network interview, that felt so important and exciting. That was a deflate. Like, I, they didn't choose me. I did a Google search. Mm -hmm. I looked up culinary schools and found the there was a school in Minneapolis. It was a four-year program. There was a school in Vermont. There was one in Colorado. There was in Australia. There's Italy. There was one in Ireland. That was on an organic farm. The program was based off of going into the chicken coop and collecting eggs, um, all everything like what I'd grown up in the Bell of Twine, mm -hmm. just like in Darwin, where my grandma lived on the farm and uh, hog farm. And anyway, so that that the rest is history. In 2015, I uh, enrolled. We, my husband, uh, right away when I said do you want to move to Ireland and live on this organic farm? There's a chef training program I could go do. I thought for sure he would be thinking I was crazy because yeah. we have uh, family and uh, kids and all this. Right away, he was all in. He said, yes, let's do that. So we let's packed up. Yeah. <laughs> let's I, just do that. When, when I first heard that story, I, I thought, holy cow. One, kudos for you for even thinking about taking such – I'll call it a risk. I mean, it's something so different than the safety of the Midwestern United States. And then your husband to jump on board right away, too. I mean, that that's a huge family event. It's not like just vacationing. You moved there. So we did four wow. four suitcases. Man, I packed a lot of stuff into four wow. suitcases. And oh. we had a little town home <laughs> next to the school. I would walk to school every day. I, I wasn't able to drive. Travis drove because of insurance reasons. Mm. And in Ireland, they drive on the other side of the road. Ooh. So I wasn't... Um, the wrong side of the road. <laughs> the wrong side, yes. <laughs> the wrong side. And I did a chef training program. So it was amazing. Mm -hmm. it was I came back from, from Ireland and... Uh, everything was so big here. The roads were huge and the cars were big and everything was shiny. It was a whole life change of mm -hmm. seeing things under a new lens. Yep. Worked in the food industry, did some catering, did um, worked for a small woman-owned bone broth company. So I got to see what it was like to own uh, your own business mm -hmm. and started a business plan where I wrote out my biggest dreams and what my business would look like. So that was a 50-page document of all the things that I could possibly do. Yeah. Then formed an LLC, didn't know what the business would be, just it was in my plan and how would it, how would I work this business out? But I formed the LLC, I just called it The Abundant Kitchen because I knew that I wanted people to be in the kitchen with me and what would I want for them. Sure. So I picked that name. Then we walked through the Lillian's, the old Lillian's for the locals out there. I walked through the old Lillian's, it was empty. And it had a kitchen in the back that hadn't been used for 15, 20 years. And I thought, how can I make this a space for community around food? And all the doors opened um, to now have a cooking school where I, before Corona, would teach cooking classes of 12 to 14 people 
Have you been in one before? I haven't, but okay, well, uh, my for daughter one. for sure needs to get in one, and I would love to also. So yeah. hopefully that can happen sooner get than later. Get you guys in a class yeah. when we don't have to. Our space is just not big enough for social distancing, so we have to wait for the shift in uh, the society. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that right. all very, pans out. That's a very carefully sentenced. Yeah. Uh, any second now, I'm sentence. sure. Any, any, any second yeah. now, because yeah. yeah. we're all waiting. Yeah. yeah. So now the the business really in in Buffalo it it really is a grocery spot for local groceries. We have local meats, lamb, good fish from CK Seafoods, which I think you guys have had them on. Mm-hmm. We have hard to find cooking ingredients, vanilla beans, things that you just can't find in a thirty mile radius of this area. So that in this time has that grocery has been so important for all the home cooks and the yeah. people doing cooking at home because we're just not eating out as much right now. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, the business, it is a um, grocery, kitchen gadgets. If you want to get a good cooking utensil, a pot, a spoon, um, a little gadget you didn't know existed, we have all the gadgets. Kitchen textiles, aprons, I sell a ton of aprons. Um, and now I have a second location in Excelsior. There was... That's not this podcast. We'll talk about Excelsior. <laughs> That's okay. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah. But yeah, the, the second location is in Excelsior and now a cookbook, which I brought you guys something. Here, I brought you guys a book. A purse. No, <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't need a purse, but you need a, a cookbook. Look at that. Oh, thank you very much. I brought you. Thank you very much. A copy of the book. I'm going to have you sign it before you go too. Dang, I was just going to say that. Yeah. You can say it. I was going to have a sign, you sign it before we leave here. Yeah. We can do that special <laughs> book signing for you. Well, thank you. Um, well, you, you said kitchen gadgets. I, I think I heard it before one time. What's your favorite kitchen gadget that everybody should have? Honestly, I am not a huge kitchen gadget person, which is horrible to say as a kitchen store owner. Prior to owning a kitchen store, gadgets would bother me because they are in the kitchen as clutter. I forget to use them. I f- they're hard to clean. Yeah, I just I'm not a gadget person they're hard either. to clean. Yeah, yep. I'm just good with the knife and a cutting board. But now that I have a kitchen store, I need to get behind some of the products that I sell. (laughs) So I I went through, actually in the book, I outlined 10 of the essential kitchen gadgets that for me, not being a kitchen gadget person. So my number one kitchen gadget is a garlic peeler. I cook with a lot of fresh garlic. This is a silicone tube that you just stick the peel inside and you press it and the peel just pops off. So that is my, was that what you heard? Or? Yes. Okay. Yep, yep. That lines up from last time you said it. Uh-huh. Yep. Garlic peeler. Yep. Number it one. Sounds like a good knife and cutting board, but it had, if it had to be a uh, gadget, it'd be the garlic peeler. The garlic peeler. And I'm sure you sell those. I do. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Can people shop online? We do have a store, AbundantKitchen.shop, where you can just click on the shop online tab, all the gadgets. A lot of our SKUs, we have over a 1,000 products online that you can shop at home. Very fun. Uh, so we're talking about a little bit about coronavirus. I can't wait until we're not talking about that anymore. But you went from having in-person classes, but you've been really diving headfirst into social media and videos. You've been cooking online. How's that been going? How was that transition from 
in person to, well, now you're doing it in front of a camera. I do like to do videos just because I like to help people cook with confidence and empower them to feel like cooking is not is not something that is a chore. Sure. So that's where the videos will, you'll see, I've got lots of them on my Facebook page of how to make a applesauce cake was my most recent one with the cooler sure. temperatures. Sure. And it's all about creating a community around the business and around myself and, and about, I think uh, I ask people all the time, what have you learned from following our page? And a lot of the feedback is use what you got you. And that's one thing I, I hate when I see people that are, um, they are frightened when they don't have all the ingredients. And I like to give people the power to say, oh, I have, I have a, a lime instead of a lemon, so I'm just going to use that instead of not cooking at all. So mm -hmm. that, that is, I don't, that's maybe not exactly where you were going with that, but that's not my... Even, not <laughs> even close, but, uh, but, I, but I like that. You know, I like that yep. answer uh, because I, I know we've been stalled before of like, well, you look at a recipe and you don't have everything. But if you can start following that and get a little tip here or there, make your life a little bit easier of, well, gosh, maybe we can do something a little bit different and then still have a really nice, nice meal. Yep. Uh, for our family, cooking is entertainment. Uh, my daughter, she wants to grow up and, you know, she wants to have her own restaurant. Uh, absolutely loves it. She made brownies yesterday morning for the Vikings game. But uh, to, to have that, that's a very much part of our family of, this is the event. We're going to do this Friday night or Saturday night, but let's pick something, cook it together. Kids are there, uh, and we get the kids involved too. So that's maybe one thing that I've seen on your Facebook page is getting people involved, and it's not like, well, let's just wait eight hours from now and we have something. You know, it's very entertaining to, to get the family together, and it's really quality time, and kids learn things. That's what I've learned. Food is so personal and so um, it brings people together. You know, it's always like, what's for lunch? What's for dinner? What's for breakfast? Mm -hmm. What are we, what, what did you eat for breakfast? What did, what did you have for dinner? Right. <laughs> it's always like, you know, the way to connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's if you, if you have a challenge on, on, I like to tell people if you're feeling challenged on what's to cook or you just, you don't, you know, want to, you want to do takeout again or whatever, which we all do from time to time, have three things that you love to cook. Or if you're just a beginner cook, I like to tell beginner cooks a lot too. My three first beginning recipes were Paula Deen's chicken divan, uh, Rachel Ray's fake baked ziti, and Jada's turkey meatballs. And I would just go through those three recipes. Mm -hmm. And that's how I learned how to cook really from the Food Network back in the day on the 2000s and right. when the Food Network was really cool. Yep. And bam. Yeah, Emerald. Still yes. Oh. Sorry, didn't mean to go there, but yeah. yeah so we're, Food Network was we're, a was was a big deal, and it's it's changed quite a bit. Yes. Now it's all bit. Zoom Zoom. Well, if your daughter is into cooking, then I'm sure mm -hmm. she's yep. watching that. Very very much so. Um, so cooking, do you have a favorite dish? I love to make Asian food. Nice. I like. I have a big collection of the jars that no people will tell me. I don't know what to do with fish sauce. So I've, I like to put together a little fish sauce, soy sauce, 
sesame oil, vinegar, rice vinegar, and just dip pot stickers in that or put it over rice and just cook up veggies and chicken. Mm -hmm. That's my preferred quick, wholesome and, meal. And if that sounds exotic to people, fish sauce is so good. Like if they named it something a little less exotic, I think more people would right. be willing to Let's take it off the shelf. fish sauce. Yeah, right. I know, I mean like, oh gosh. But I, I'm 100% because I was a mental blocker of fish sauce. Oh gosh, do we have anything else? Yeah. But when you add that, it that's a... Game changer? Yes, very much so. It's a good way to get a lot of vegetables into, like that, that stir fries, the right. Asian... That's kind of my go-to for when I don't feel like preparing a main dish, vegetable, a starch, or, you know, whatever. You can kind of mm -hmm. throw it all together. You're a fan of my um, the school that I went to, which we haven't really touched on yet. Ballymaloo. Yeah, the Ballymaloo. And you said it right. Good yeah. job. You you had sent me a message that you were watching something on Somebody Feed Netflix. Phil. Okay, somebody. Second time that's come up in the BCP. It's a good show. The Ireland, the Ireland episode, he spends a lot of time with the gal who kind of... Darina Allen, yep. the Julia Child of of Ireland, runs Ballymaloo Cookery School, mm -hmm. where I went to school, and is on Someone Feed Phil. Yes. That's... Watch it. It's good. Well, it's, you can go back to Ireland with me. I have culinary tours. We had yeah. one scheduled in... Uh, it would have been... May of 2020, which 2020 canceled everything. <laughs> now we're rescheduled to go to Ireland. If you would like to do a culinary tour with me on a bus, you should come with. I we, should. We got room for you. In uh, June of 2021, we are heading to the Ballymaloo Cookery School, which is in the book. And that's the story, really, of the book. Is It reads like a novel of, of me going to school, starting the business in Buffalo. And it would, it's a, it's a, under the uh, pay, uh, blanket cookbook. Nice. Read through. Right. So where so they can find this book at probably both locations of your store. Correct. Yeah, we have it online, abundantkitchen.shop, or in the stores, Buffalo and Excelsior. It's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, I believe. Okay. Um, also, that Excelsior location, is it is it kind of just the second location of what's happening in Buffalo, or is there other things that happen in Excelsior that might get a little different experience there than here? So about a year ago, we, Travis and I, were um, looking out the window uh, in the Buffalo shop. It was May. It was the end of the school year. The Buffalonians were outdoors. It was nice. It was, uh, people were planning their end of school activities, grad parties. This was two years ago now. And, or wait, a year, I don't know, gosh, time, states, it's, it's all some, the other day ago. Yes, <laughs> yep, that's an official timeline right there. Okay, thank you. So that was the Excelsior location. Yep. It's on a really bustling outdoor shopping location on Water Street. A lot of business from boats come on Lake Minnetonka, mm -hmm. they come up, they look through shops, mm -hmm. and that was why that shop was born was to offset some slower times in the summer in Buffalo to, to have some more business in the more summer months in a different location. And so now we serve that community too. And it is uh, a little different from the Buffalo location because it doesn't have the groceries. There okay. is a Kowalski's right down the the block, two blocks from the Excelsior location. So that market is a little more saturated from groceries. Obviously, being in Excelsior, you can get more high-end. There's the 
Lunds and Byerly's, mm-hmm. things that are easily within 20-minute drive of you. Not like in Buffalo here where we have a little more limited, not anymore because we have the shop, but that it doesn't have as the freezer, the fridge right. in Excelsior. Sure. No cooking classes either. So you got to come out to Buffalo if you want to take a cooking class. Nice. Very good. Well, the good thing we're already here. Right. We should do that. We should actually do a cooking class. That'd be fun. Let's get the wives on board. Our number one class is the fresh pasta. People want to do fresh pasta. Interested. Spaghetti's my favorite. <laughs> okay. Like all-time meal spaghetti. My mom makes her own fresh pasta. And it is significantly. Her chicken noodle soup is primo. Very good. So another uh, addition to the, uh, the uh, business was the crepe stand. Was that this? Did you start that this year? Did you do it last year? I don't remember. The history of the crepe stand is is kind of fun. I was asked to do a pop up food concept at the Rustic Garden, the Rustic Garden on the corner by Quick Trip. Mm-hmm. They do an outdoor flea market every summer. If you've ever been, it's cute. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah, you guys have been. They asked me to do a food concept. I thought, what can I do that's quick to cook? Is portable. And at first I was like, oh, I want to do croissants. I'm going to do croissants. Oh, croissants are like two days to make them. (laughs) I don't want to do croissants. But they're fancy, you know. So then it was like, oh, I could do crepes. So I, this was in, here we go, dates again. About seven years ago now, I think it was. I think this is number seven year of cooking crepes. I had a burner. So listen to this. If you have a food business idea, you just start with what you have. My husband had a propane burner in the garage mm-hmm. that I had to light every time someone wanted a crepe with a match. I turned the gas on. <laughs> the ladies next to me would look at me every time like, is she going <laughs> to, is she going to blow? Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I lit with my own home pan. Uh-huh. I just had my home pan. I had my crepe batter, my toppings, and I cooked crepes, and I was the busiest stand at that flea market that day. Awesome. <laughs> so I did that for two years, then started at the Buffalo Farmer's Market cooking crepes. Then the shop started, opened. It opened in 2017. I thought, hey, I could just do this on the patio mm-hmm. and not have yeah. to move around all my, schlep around all my cooking stuff. Right. So now it's on the patio, and it is a fun, fun Saturday morning to stop down for a crepe. We always have a sweet flavor, a savory flavor, and a kid's flavor. Just keep the menu simple based on local ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely fan favorites, ham and cheese with caramelized onions. I had that one. That's good. I had the turkey and cheese and then, like, peaches and cream. That was good. It, it was. It's great having little kids. Because then you actually get to try everything. You're like, you get that. You get that. Yeah. Exactly. You get that. And you bring, me, that? bring me whatever you, you don't eat. Yeah. yeah. Bring me whatever you don't eat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been really fun to, to see that develop and see you, one, not only just have a shop, and I think we've talked about it with other uh, um, guests here, but you're actually diving into the community and actually being involved versus just having a shop, and, and, uh, which I think is really key, especially in a town like Buffalo. So kudos to you. Thank you for doing that, uh, and one help. You know, thanks for keeping Buffalo that small town feel. I think that's mm-hmm. what we all really, really like about it. So, kudos for without you. question. Yeah, gonna put you on the hot seat here. Oh, absolutely. I have one. It's still food related though. What's one thing that makes you cringe about the food industry or the cook kitchen industry? Makes you cringe. 
Oh, that's, let's see. One thing that makes me cringe about the food industry. Well, it can definitely be pretty disillusioning. Uh, when I came out of culinary school, I had all these great ideas about what I would do for the food industry. And I started working at Whole Foods. I think the thing that uh, really bothers me is waste. There's just so much waste, so much waste. And sure. I, I grew up not having a lot. My dad came from a family of 12. My mom came from a family of 11. And they were Depression area era families, yeah, my, yeah. my grandparents. So they, my grandma, she would keep rotisserie chicken containers. And I have that instilled in me to just use what you have and just kind of go with less. And um, that is one thing that is heartbreaking is to watch the waste of just things thrown away and I'm always getting on my staff like wrap that up that little half piece of garlic we're not going to throw that away sure <laughs> we're going to wrap it up yeah. and we're going to keep that till next time yeah. so I think that's been really a great blessing to give to my staff is teaching young people how to preserve and not waste and mm -hmm. and and do that so that would be my one pet peeve wasting Makes sense. There's a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, as Americans, we're, right. we're a little more wasteful. Um, is it okay to put ketchup on a brat? If you like ketchup, yeah. But I am a, I am a staunch ketchup hater. Yeah. Did you know that about me? I, I didn't I know that about you. I hate ketchup. But you can put ketchup on whatever you think. If uh -huh. You know what? One way that is one way to get kids to eat things when they are between like two and four put a little ketchup on that turkey or broad or whatever just yep. dip it in the magic ketchup and if that gets them to <laughs> eat things i, I think guess. ketchup is too spicy really <laughs> no 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 it's not <laughs> ketchup is is my least fond condiment has it always yeah. been that way Pretty much. Um, it started when I lived in Germany. They have mayonnaise on their fries. That's delicious. They get they get mayo with their fries. Yeah. So that was. I thought a more offensive one would be putting ketchup on a steak, and I'm a hard no. Like I would if say there's that is, if there's one thing offensive. you you know I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe trump that is like you can't put ketchup on a steak. I and I ugh, you know I yeah. I think differently if you. If you're putting ketchup on a steak. Ketchup for me is for uh, barbecues when I make um, like barbecue sandwiches to sure. put inside of barbecue sandwich. We definitely have ketchup at our house all the time, but right. it's, and it's not an, uh, something I reach for a lot though. Mayonnaise on the french fries or uh, we sell a garlic sauce at the shop that I like on my brats. Okay. Or mustard or kraut would be better on my brat. So if you make me brats one day, just don't. I love a good bratwurst. They're so good. Hey, I bought brats. Uh, Did you have them the, yet? Yeah, they were unbelievable. Oh, good. The apple, maple, apple. That's brat. a French Lake butcher product located in a French Lake west of here. Small family-owned butchery. They were tremendous. Awesome. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure uh, go-to food? That'd be like that's a surprise for someone to learn that about you. Noodles, like ramen noodles. I've been, oh gosh, I've been eating way too many ramen noodles lately. I still eat ramen. Mm -hmm. That seems pretty um Like cook guilty. it with a packet and I mean like just. <laughs> I don't fancy it up, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like a better answer than I thought it was going to be. It was like 
I don't know, cotton candy ice cream or something, but ramen, I, I like that answer. That is like a quick dinner that feels like, oh, I should not be eating this. This it is so horrible though. for you. Yes, yeah. but yeah. it's filling and it's quick and it's, right. you know. So that and my kid Liam, he likes ramen, so he gets ramen, and that's one thing I wanted too. If anyone's listening with kids of small, um, you have small kids, if they mm-hmm. don't like vegetables, keep trying. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Just keep putting it on their plate, even if they're like, "No, I hate broccoli, mom." Just please, just put it on the plate and and just say, "Maybe today you have that taste bud." Right. But even though he does get ramen, so it's there's balance. Yeah, there's a balance in that. Well, yeah. As Ramen somebody, is a guilty pleasure. Yep. Somebody who's had about as extreme of picky eater kids as as you can get. It's, and maybe it's just our experience, but it gets better. Yeah. I mean, it gets, there used to be a legitimate fear of trying food. It wasn't just an aversion. It was a legitimate, like, fear of just trying something. And uh, as they've gotten older, they're at least willing to, to give something a try more often than not now, which I never thought would happen. I thought we had pizza, chicken nugget kids that were going to turn into pizza, chicken nugget adults that were going to, and I had failed as a parent. And, you know, all, all those <laughs> thoughts of just like, oh, this is not going well at all. Uh, it's getting better. There's hope. So, it's getting better. And getting them kitchen, cooking, too. Helping out. Helping, and, you know, that's been good, too. Um, so I guess I, I have one more question. Um, what food have you never eaten but would like to try? Kind of in the trying food, if any, maybe, maybe there's nothing on your. I'd love uh, there to are try. so many food trends that you know you just can't even keep abreast of all of them because of mm-hmm. the Instagram world that we live in. You know, you see things, and um, one that comes to mind is Milk Jam Creamery in Minneapolis. They have this dark chocolate. It's almost like a black chocolate ice cream the chocolate is black it's a black cocoa thing i haven't tried that before i want to try that but there are so many food trends that you can Mm -hmm. see online and and want to try sure that's just one that comes to mind perfect i think i would try a a black chocolate ice cream i was kind of expecting like i would never eat a bug though cricket i have not done that but i did watch someone online just eat them because they they think they're good yeah. In other cultures, they eat bugs for yeah. snacks. Like Andrew Zimmern, I mean, he's a Minnesota guy, but I mean, like all that, I couldn't do that, not at all. That's what I thought you were gonna, something a little exotic. I guess but. I would try it. I'm, I don't know if it's, I don't know. Yeah. There's not a desire to try it. I mean, there's no. not. When I'm traveling, I will yeah. seek out new things sure. to try that locals uh, have. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like to try new things. Yeah, sure. So kind of as we wrap things up, this Ireland trip sounds really cool. sounds really neat. If somebody wanted to get more information or if they wanted to learn more about it, I guess, what what do they do? They call the you? The website, AbundantKitchen.shop, has a tab. I think there's a search bar. I don't know if the, the Ireland page is live on the top search bar area but if you go and type in the search bar on the top ireland the page should come up so Mm -hmm. just head to the website go to the search bar and type in ireland or there is a facebook group for the ireland travel page or travel group it's called the ireland travel group or i'm on 
on Facebook. You could look me up Abundant Kitchen on Facebook. Send me a DM. Get messages all the time from customers asking questions about all sorts of things. And you can yep. just shoot me a message. I'm on Instagram. I get messages all the time on Instagram too about where's your sweater from? And just oh, all sure. <laughs> That that so, means you're like an influencer now, right? Uh, Isn't yeah. that kind of the deal? Like micro. We'll say a micro. So micro. hit me up on social if you want to know about the Ireland trip or on this video, comment. I'll watch your yeah. podcast video. Maybe. I don't know if I can watch myself, but somehow you can get a hold of me if you really want to go. Yeah, it's not hard, right? <laughs> no, no. Located cool. downtown Buffalo, the abundant kitchen with Becky Melvy. Um well, I guess for the parting. Thanks for listening to the Buffalo Commit. Uh, I don't even know the name of our own title anymore. Well, you had well why don't you? Oh, you had a short. Uh, you had an acronym. You called it the BCP. 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 Was... Yep. Yep. For the BCP, I'm Tyler Reese. I'm Mark Benzer. And that's Becky Melby. And that's Becky, Becky Melby. Melby. Yeah. <laughs>